Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You at the favorite spizzot, right? The place where the conversation is pointed in your face. The conversation is always sharp, and the guests are never dull. Okay? Today, we've got Amber Ben. How do you pronounce your last name? Ben? Ben. You just pretend the H isn't there and you got it. What? You got to pretend like the H is not there, but the yes, H you do. is very significant because that identifies who she is. And I absolutely adore her. Brains, I went uh, to interview her just to do a, a brief intake just to see if she was feeling the vibe of the edge. And she came back looking like brand new money. I said, well, did you take your promo picture? She said, yeah, I'll send it to you. She looked like a totally different person. Brains, a little <clears throat> a little changing of your eyewear, changing of your hair, or taking off 20 pounds can do wonders for you. Now, we're not going to focus a whole lot on weight loss because that's important, but we want to talk about strength training, and that's also strengthening your mind, okay, mm-hmm. how you feel about yourself, because we're gonna, I'm going to tell you guys a story about my friend that lost 100 pounds. And she went psycho, alpha, disco, beta, Zulu. She went crazy. And it wasn't in a good way. So you've got to be able to settle into that. You've got to be able to adjust it. And you got to tighten up the loose skin. You can't just lose 50 pounds and just let it just hang around there. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Welcome to On the Edge, Amber Ben. <laughs> Thank you, April. Hey there, brains. Great to see you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. See, she, she got that little shimmy. She got that <laughs> So tell us a little bit about how you show up in the world and how you began on this journey to transform yourself. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. Um, As far as my journey began, I have been attempting to lose weight off and on for most of my life, I would say. I remember stepping on the scale when I was nine years old and being 200 pounds. And from that day on, it was a constant thought in my head that I am not the way that I am supposed to be. And as you grow up and as you go through life, you adopt that mindset because it's reinforced. It's reinforced that you're not physically where you should be at. And there are things that you can and can't do because of your physical stature. And at 32 years old and 350 pounds, I That's thought the front that door. you was 350. 350. Yes, I was. Every inch of it. (laughs) 350 pounds at 32 years old. And I thought weight loss surgery, weight loss prescriptions were the only option for me. I thought I had kind of been there and done that. But the one consistent thing, April, that was through all of these weight loss surgeries and prescriptions and things that would change your entire life is in order for it to be successful, you have to have a healthy diet and regular exercise as a part of your life. So I thought to myself, you know what, before I put myself under the knife and go ahead and get this surgery, why don't I try working with a professional instead? Why don't I just try working with a personal trainer? And I'll tell you, April, that was only one year and three months ago. And I have lost 80 pounds in that amount of time. And it was such a transformative experience because it changed my mindset and the changing of the mindset was what allowed me to change everything else that came after that. So 
when they say this thing called yeah. mindset, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let, me, let me hip you to the new word. It's woke. <laughs> you have to be woke. You have to be conscious. Mindset yes. sometimes can, can stagnate you because you're so fixated on one project, particular thing that you're not awoken and awakened to what's really going on around you. And I, I was wowed by the fact of 350 pounds at 32 years old. We're not just talking about the weight. We're talking about your health, you know, yes. diabetes, circulatory mm -hmm. problems, um, you know, first drooping. So now you yes. this weight and you say, okay, I am going to do diet and exercise. Raise the first thing you have to consider, baby, it's a lifestyle change. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why the attempts that I had made before I had lost what you consider significant weight before in my early twenties and in my late twenties, but I couldn't keep it on for longer than maybe nine months, maybe a year if I was lucky and the weight kept coming back. And I wondered why is this happening to me? It must just not work. You know, diet and exercise must just not work for me. It's not right for me. No, I wasn't woke. I did not have the right frame of mind that said, this is for me because I'm worth it. As much as we want to lose weight so that we look a certain way or act a certain way or a part of a certain crowd, if our ambition for losing weight is because we feel negatively about ourselves, we are only ever going to generate negative results. That's the type of atmosphere we're going to bring into our lives. When we want to lose the weight because we love ourselves instead, because we want to see 33, 34, 64, 65, God willing, then we get to have the opportunity to have that healthy and sustainable weight loss that stays off of our bodies. So it definitely was a transformative experience, so much so that now I spend my entire day, you know, just focused on helping other women do the exact same thing as well. Again, and it is, um, that's like me, okay? The first, there's several things that I incorporated and that is working for me. Mm -hmm. Number one, I was like, I sit at this God doggone computer all day talking to great people like you, <laughs> but I bought a little peddler up under my desk. So Ooh, a little bike peddler. Yeah, I yeah. And I keep the circulation going. I go outside, I put on some good, good music and I do my hula hoop. <laughs> so I keep that bun looking tight and you know, it works on your cores and your abs and your breathing. Mm -hmm. I do alternative things. I don't make it seem like, cause everybody's not into the gym. You know, right. you go to the gym and then you try to compete against the little skinny mini on the other side. Mm -hmm. And that's not you. She might be 65 years old, but she's still a skinny mini. <laughs> or, you know, you overdo it. Or you just sit there, you know, right. not doing anything. Right. So, and then eating. I had this bad habit. Every time I was going out with my girlfriends for a meeting, we meet at a restaurant. Right. Oh, we're going to have a cocktail. Not only are we going to have a cocktail, we're going to have a whole bowl of chips and guacamole and sour cream and all mm -hmm. that. And we're going to order the entree. <laughs> so now I say, meet me at the park with a bottle of water. Very good. I get those steps in. And when nice. I got in the car, it became an addiction. And I felt like I always had to drive somewhere to get something to eat. Mm. I cook. So I eat before I leave the house. Good, good. I do. And I look at what I put in my food. I know what's in my food. I know I've changed the grease. I know I don't have that much salt. I know I've reduced the sugar. All these mm -hmm. things. You have to be woke. You got to wake mm -hmm. up, brains. 
The food is killing us. It's Definitely. Killing additives, preservatives, and then not moving. And you being so young, you know, it's, it's tearing on your organs on the inside. It definitely was. And let me tell you, I didn't feel young, you know, like it was just a number. It was a number that made me think that I was a good candidate for surgery, that I was a good candidate to have 75% of my stomach removed from my body. But guess what? When you don't change your mindset, your body adapts to the abuse that you put it through. My stomach that would have been the size of a walnut after this surgery would have grown and expanded. And then all of that weight would have come back on if I hadn't reset what my thinking was. And like I said, the learning to love yourself instead was the biggest takeaway, you know, that I, that I myself had. Let's be realistic. It's hard to look in the mirror and see all this droopage and see, you know, and then when you put on a tight dress, I love you. I love my thickness because I'm a thick one too. Mm-hmm. But I have to wear a body shaper. I don't like to be looking pregnant in a tight dress. I won't wear it. I wear it, you know, loose. So now right. I'm older, I accentuate the positive. I've got a nice breast line. I got a nice back. I got nice thighs. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to do the midriff. Right, and, right. You know, and people are trying to compete. Let me tell you a story about my friend. My friend is, uh, he loves, loves body art. So she got this, she's a big girl. She had this big, beautiful raven tattooed across her back. And then she got a wild hair breast and said, I'm going to go ahead and get uh, gastric bypass. Okay. Well, she lost about 170 pounds and that damn raven looked like a crow. <laughs> <laughs> she lost all this weight. Okay, so she lost the weight. But then she says, now what do I do? She had to have more surgery because she had all this extra skin. Mm-hmm. And all the extra skin was causing, you know, fungus and irritation and rashes mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, she got that done. Then she had a mental meltdown. She looked in the mirror. She didn't recognize who she was. Right, right. Everybody's telling her, oh, girl, you look good. You did this, you did that. Well, it was a year and a half of hell that she went through. And then she wasn't satisfied then. You've got to be psychologically prepared to be introduced to your new person, to the real you, instead of your representative. Absolutely. You know, you cover all the stuff up with all the clothes and the makeup and all that, and you're you're content with being heavy. But then when you're down 100 pounds, 80 pounds, that's a whole person. That's a lot to contend with, Amber. It absolutely is, April. And I appreciate you bringing that up because another one of those big takeaways in that learning to love yourself instead of wanting to lose the weight because you hate the way you look when you look in the mirror is recognizing that the version of yourself that you want to become. So just take a moment, think about it, whoever she is, whatever she looks like, whatever her body shape is, whatever clothes she's wearing, whatever her marital status is, whatever her hair looks like, you already are that woman. She is already inside of you. If you can think it, you can be it. No questions asked. In order to make the weight loss stick and be successful, you have to identify yourself as the version you want to become while you still are the version that you are now, because they are the same person. You already are her. So your girlfriend that went through that enormous change has had all of these surgeries and changes go through her body. The more drastic the change, April, you nailed it. The more prepared you have to be to meet her. So a part of the program that I run with my ladies is 
we start out with identity. We start out first with who do you identify as now? Who do you want to be? And how do we start identifying as her now in order to get those results that you want? So that's a big, big piece of the puzzle. And it's the very first thing that we work on. So it's being able to address just one thing never works in weight loss. Um, it's being able to address all of the things, your nutrition, your fitness, and your mindset that really, you know, brings that that on for folks. That's being woke brains. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call it. <laughs> exactly. So now, uh, you know, we're looking, we're looking good and, you know, we're carrying ourselves a certain way. And now, mm-hmm. now you got a new attitude. Okay. Oh, yeah. now, okay. Now you've got this confidence and this air about you. But then other people are the naysayers, mm-hmm. you know, you have to get that noise out of your head too, because they are not you and you have Definitely. to stay consistent. This is my, my drum. I do really good. And then I fall off. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm at the edge of the cliff. I fall off and I fall and then off what happens? Two or three, well, I fall off for two or three days and then the shame. Mm-hmm. shame comes in and I'm like I, and then I'm mad at myself you're yep. going to fluctuate your entire life but you should give yourself I'm thinking a range okay if I get beyond additional seven or eight pounds whoa pump your brakes you know or if I've had a full-on great weekend where we've had everything I wanted to eat and, and including a piece of cheesecake mm-hmm. come Monday no so that's like now you know, I got up, I had my breakfast, um, I wanted something, got me some nuts. Right. Got there, got a big bottle of water, I was content. Then I said, mm, I kind of want something else. I waited, got me some grapes and some cheese. I'm satisfied right now. Mm-hmm. Every three or four hours, that helps, you know, keep the body metabolism going to all time. But mm-hmm. a couple of things too I want to talk about is the bloat. <laughs> the bloat is unbelievable. And I was drinking my calories, you know, I oh, was yeah. and you know, they're going to charge you $5 for a drink. So you might as well have a couple refills. Absolutely. Well, that's the sugar. That's the carbonation. And then you have water after the carbonation and you really start to belch and burp and fart and all that. Mm-hmm. You got to get all that bloat off of you before the body can even consider losing any weight. Right. When you agree. I definitely would. And I think for most of us, and again, this is most of us, you know, some, some of us brains out there, we do have GI issues. We have to be considerate of that might make us more prone to having bloat or excess, you know, this or excess that, but for most of us, bloat is usually a reflection of that word that you use. And that is shame. When we feel shameful and we feel guilty, we're also bloated. (laughs) It is the exact same body mind combination. It's just happening subconsciously and in a very negative way. We feed that negative cycle by thinking that foods that taste good are going to make us feel better when actually they make us feel more bloated. So then we want more foods that make us feel better. And then we keep feeling more bloated and, and so on and so forth. But there is absolutely no difference between saying to yourself, oh, I don't want to be these extra seven or eight pounds that I am right now versus saying to yourself, I love exactly where I am right now. If you can set in your mind that I am not going to like myself if I gain seven or eight pounds from now, you might as well tell yourself 
if I gain seven or eight pounds, I love myself so much, that's going to encourage me to do something different. It's going to be my sign that it's time to change up what it is that I'm doing in my day. There's absolutely nothing wrong with eating foods that make us feel good. The goal is for us to be able to make ourselves feel good. And we are our biggest naysayers. 9.9 times out of 10, we are our number one naysayers. So being able to get over the hill of becoming your biggest ag advocate instead of your biggest enemy in your goals and in reaching your, your ambitions, everything else just kind of falls to the wayside and people look at you differently. To think that people will look at you negatively if you start improving yourself and the way that you feel about yourself. The haters come out the woodwork. Are you kidding? They, uh, <laughs> it is unbelievable. It is absolutely unbelievable. But I know somebody he, right now that's lost about 35 pounds. And mm -hmm. partner, I saw they, and you know, I don't miss nothing. Honey. I'm I bet room. not. <laughs> and their partner looked at them from head to toe, not like, ingratiating like oh this is mine and I'm just you know this I'm about to you know whatever, whatever. I love that word <laughs> but, yeah but this is looking at with envy mm, you yes, know it's yeah. like well like you know who do, who do they think that they are and mm -hmm. you know, they think that they're cute and this and you can think any damn thing you want about yourself brains it's mm -hmm. your self-worth is not uh validated or substantiated by the outside noise okay and yes, we are going to struggle. It yes. is a struggle. You know, I look back, do I want to be uh, like I see some of these uh, naked women? I guess that's the, the trend now. You know, you see on these award shows, why even bother to put anything on? <laughs> it's okay. I, and I'm not prudish because I think right. the, the body is the most beautiful thing that God ever created. But there's a time and a place. There's an allure. There's an ambiance. There's a sexiness. Mm -hmm. draws people to you and when you just have it all hanging out there then you know okay fine i mean it, it it's you know it's it's not attractive it's like you know guys too you know right that, you know they think that they can just do anything i've seen some with <laughs> these suspender like thongs on at the beach <laughs> i was like shoot that crow <laughs> i was gonna say april you can tell me what beach you're going to and uh <laughs> i'll, I'll see you there along the same lines i went to europe and mm -hmm. they don't care what they look like they can be scarred wrinkled crinkled sunburned whatever they love who they are they love the human body right so that's important so now let's not talk to the person that's necessarily losing the weight or the person that's really thin Let's talk to the person that just wants to firm everything up. You've got right. women that are 40, 45. We have to be careful that we don't lose the muscle mass. That's why I'm doing different things. You know, I don't necessarily want to go in and lift weights. Right. I don't necessarily want to go to the gym. But what I will do is go out and garden. Yes. I, can, I couldn't believe how much that really impacted me, lifting those 10 pounds, five pounds of dirt, moving them from one place, all the bending and the lifting and how much sweat you exude. All mm -hmm. of those things are important. And I know that I have a good workout. Well, in other words, I don't feel like I've had a good workout until I sweat. Right. But the sweat comes from the breath. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes. Yes. Not so much the physical, but it's connecting with the breath and the oxygen that makes you sweat. Am I right? Mm -hmm. 
It absolutely is. And that's actually how we lose weight is by releasing carbon dioxide through our exhaling. Mm. It's not actually coming out of our pores. You're 100% correct, April. It's coming out of our mouths, (laughs) which feels appropriate somehow, you know, because (laughs) what we say is what we manifest, you know, what we speak and what we put our energy to is what we create in our environment. So to make that connection between I'm simply saying I'm going to lose weight. I am literally losing weight right now. <laughs> it is literally right, coming out of my Envision yourself. I've got a picture of how I want to look. I've mm-hmm. got the magic number here. You know, yep, yep. I'm fixated on the number, but nope. it's a goal. And right. it's something that I'm working towards. Mm-hmm. So I feel good. I, you know, if I lose, I'm just personally, my personal goal is about 45, 50 pounds. Okay. That's Love a that. whole lot. But I need to keep that off for the rest of my life. And I'm 60 right. years old. I don't want to do that. How do we stay consistent, Amber? We stay consistent, first of all, going right back to that mindset. You know, we stay consistent when we fall in love with ourselves because as soon as we start thinking about our bodies and, and try this as a quick exercise. And for all my brains out there, give this a try. Think about your body just for this moment, like it's your best friend or it's your spouse, or it's your child. Think about your body as someone that you love deeply and dearly. You don't have to remind yourself to love your best friend or to love your spouse or to love your child. You don't have to remind yourself to give them your time and give them your attention and to do what's right by them because that is just naturally what you want to do anyways because of the force of your love. So you stay consistent when you practice thinking about yourself just like you would your most precious and treasured loved ones. And the way I recommend doing that is by establishing a morning and an evening routine that involves affirmations, meditations, journaling, whatever jives with you brains, whatever feels right in expressing yourself and connecting with the love that you have for yourself. Dedicate a minimum of 10 to 15 minutes every morning and every evening right after you get up and then right before you go to bed, reminding yourself of how worthy you are, reminding yourself of how much you love yourself. And you simply will not have the same cravings, the same desires, and the same negative habits that you have when you don't have those practices in your life, when you don't remind yourself how worthy and loving your body is and you as a person are. So that is definitely a really big ticket for consistency. And then also another thing that you mentioned, April, write things down, write them down, put up images and make them visible to yourself. You are 30% more likely to achieve a goal that you write down as opposed to just saying to yourself, I want to do dot, 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 just leaving it as a thought bubble in your space. You are 30% more likely to achieve it just by writing it down write it down, make it visible and incorporate a daily routine. I call it a ritual for myself, a daily ritual that reminds yourself of how worthy you are of taking care of your body. Gratitude. Exactly. And be grateful for what you have. Yeah. People can't wake up. I mean, you know, can't see when they wake up, how many people don't have food to eat. So they are thin. How many eat up the whole damn refrigerator? Mm -hmm. You know, what is the self-loathing there? Um, right. What about the people who can't walk? What about right. the people who can't lift? You know, you think about them in comparison to what you do. What I've done for myself now is I look at my exercise routine as a blessing, as a gift. 
to mm-hmm. myself because I have the ability to do this. Yes. I have the ability to park a little bit further in the parking structure and mm-hmm. walk. I have the ability to walk up the stairs. As long as you can do that, you better take that uh, as gratitude. At yep. night, I say my prayers, so I'm grateful. In the mm-hmm. morning, you know, I thank God for waking me up and starting me on my way. But it is definitely gratitude. And yes. now I talk to my plate. Me and my plate is best friends. I said, oh, girl, you know, got a little bit too much of this. You know what? Don't, <laughs> don't eat that whole bowl of chips and salsa by yourself. You know, you shouldn't be doing that. Okay, now you didn't have two margaritas. You don't need no more. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it's a way of, you know, interacting with myself. It's fun. You know, yes. my husband caught me one time. He goes, I thought there was somebody in here with you. You having a full on. <laughs> I was, I said, but I was talking to the best person I know, and that was myself. Absolutely. And I to, yes. I had to substantiate and I had to validate what I was doing. And I had to be conscious of mm-hmm. that. The only way that I could do was outwardly verbalize it. So um tell us a little bit about weight training. That's what I'm con- um I'm with. I have these little weights. They're only about mm-hmm. Two and a half pounds each. I strap them to my legs. And as I walk, you know, I do my walk. It's a little heavy at the beginning, but then I get used to it. But when I come home and take those suckers off, <laughs> it makes a big difference. You don't have to use a massive amount of weight to make a difference. Absolutely not. You don't need to use a massive amount of weight. And you don't even need to use specifically exercise equipment in order to get, you know, a good workout in. So when it comes to strength training and when it comes to resistance training, so you'll hear those kind of used a little interchangeably. And until you're getting into bodybuilding, they are pretty much the same, you know, and that basically just means to say that you are adding weight to whatever part of the body that you are working on in that moment. So for yourself, walking around with some weights on your legs, as you're walking, you're engaging everything. So that is a fantastic exercise that I always recommend. Um, but the focus of your weight training is to be able to build muscle. So we already talked about weight is lost through your mouth. <laughs> so as you're breathing and as you're sweating, you're losing weight. But when you add weights, when you add uh, just a couple of extra pounds, it engages the muscles in a way that they're not used to. Your body wants to stay in what they call homeostasis, which is just a big word to say the same. Your body wants to stay the same because prehistorically speaking, we're not dead. So we're doing okay. (laughs) You know, primitively speaking, we're not dead. We're doing okay. We want to stay the same. Adding weights to a part of your body that wasn't there before immediately sets your body into a mode that says, I need to be ready. I need to be ready because something new and different is happening on my body and it allocates your resources to wherever that weight is on your body. So for example, I love working my lower body. I love having a nice high round butt, you know, and adding as <laughs> adding as much muscle to that part of my body as I possibly can. So that means being aware of what I'm consuming for my protein, which is important. But it also means working that part of the body with strength training and muscle development in order to get those results, you know, that I'm looking for, which is why, especially for my ladies that are looking for losing weight, we're also looking for that snatch figure. We're looking for some parts of our body to stay nice and curvaceous as our beautiful female bodies already do, but then just trimming down those other bits. So 
for someone who's thinking that cardio or just running on a treadmill for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and a half every day is the way to go. Well, let's just say it's one way to go, but you'll have the flattest butt from <laughs> the side of here, the right, Mississippi, right. you know? <laughs> right, right, right. So what makes me feel good about my body is for my body to have a shape. I don't want just, you know what I mean? It's right. to have a shape, but it's to have a shape that I know that I have actively worked on and developed to make that happen. Right. So strength training is definitely a wonderful way to lose weight. And it does not require super heavy weight. It doesn't even require you to go into a gym. I, I love teaching exercises that use gallons of water or half gallons of milk. These are things that you already have in your fridge, but when you add four to eight pounds onto a, a core workout or onto an upper body workout, you're throwing your muscles for a loop and you will gain muscle just by doing that. So super simple, easy ways to get this weight. Different. How long does it really, okay. So just uh, on the average, they say you do one particular exercise reps of three. Mm -hmm. It's that rep of three because it starts to build the resistance and you start feeling the impact. Why do they always say reps of three? I think in general, three is kind of this magic number that makes people happy. So when it comes to that, yeah, when it comes to the psychological aspect of it, it says if I've done something three times, like for example, if, if you want your boyfriend or your husband to do something for you, ask three times. <laughs> you know, if, if you want someone another loved one to do, ask three times. So it's a bit of a magic number, just psychologically speaking. But you are also correct in the sense that what is happening inside of our muscles is we are essentially breaking down and rebuilding connections between our actin and our myosin. So when we repeat one thing multiple times, we are really encouraging the break and rebuild to happen in a very certain way, which builds muscles in the areas of your body that you're focusing on. I like numbers by fours and fives as well. So for myself, as someone who works out, you know, on a pretty consistent basis, I feel good when I've done four sets or five sets as opposed to three sets. But when I'm setting someone off in the right direction, as in we're losing 10, 20, 30, 40 pounds, it's always in sets of three because it's an attainable number, but it's just enough to help make those breaks and bonds happen. And you know what? It becomes addicting. Once you, yes. once, you get, uh, <laughs> once you get going, and that's what I said, I, I broke my own heart. I was doing my yoga every day. I was 10 days into it, 10 days straight. And mm -hmm. then something happened and I fell off. I didn't do it. Day 11, didn't do it. Day 12 and day 13, them muscles got tight again. They got, mm -hmm. I yep, had to go yep. and start all over again, but it's like a person <laughs> that is getting over an addiction. Yes. So you may fall off, but you got to get right back on it. Absolutely. Don't, Absolutely. Don't think about what you didn't do. Think about where you are today and what you're about to do and what you've just done. That's mm -hmm. very, very important to make yourself feel good. So let's ask you some feel good questions. All okay. right, shoot. All right, how about that? If you were a car, what kind of car would you be? If I were a car, I would be a, I'd be the car that I have right now, which is a Chrysler 300. And oh, the reason, yes, the reason I would choose that is number one, it was my dad's favorite vehicle. So that's always going to stay nice and close to my heart, but also it is a slab. It is a 
thick <laughs> vehicle that's coming driving down you on the highway and it is curvaceous with a lot of power in the back so i'd like to think that <laughs> i get it well i want to be a 1965 vw van oh <laughs> i do I that's the be car I, want I to learned how to drive and one slick of and psychedelic, and I want to have a big yes. back so I can get with my honey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fun fact: I learned how to drive when I was 13 years old in my grandfather's Volkswagen van. <laughs> There's something about those vans. If you were a flower in the garden, Amber, what flower would you be? Oh, I'd be a wildflower for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be? Ooh, goodness. Uh, it'd be a toss up between a giraffe and an elephant. Um, both are big, both are gentle, and both are herd minded, which means I'm happy when everybody else around me is happy. <laughs> I'd be the party animal. Oh, yes. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, a appliance in the kitchen. What you mean? Standing mixer. What? <laughs> <laughs> not the hand mixer she said the standing mixer the standing wow. mixer and the reason is because as much as I love losing weight I love eating just as much and I am a baker at heart and I love making bread and croissants so my standing mixer has been a game changer ever since I've had it so yeah definitely let me ask you a, a question about that because this um you know, you see people go on all of these powdered diets. Yes. And yes. they lose a significant amount of weight, mm -hmm. but the transition is hard for them to get back into a regular eating habit. They go from, you know, from a flicker to a flame. There's, right. How do they make the transition in their mind to be satisfied and not be deprived? I mean, because really... You know, I look at some of that food and I'm like, ew. Um, yeah. They get used to it and they're on it for like six, seven months, but now it's time to make the transition. How do you right. Well, I have to say, April, and to all of our brains out there, this is definitely a hot topic of conversation. I'm sure everyone has seen all over social media. Uh, you know, drink to shrink and these gummies, you know, that just dissolve the fat away and all this stuff. And my personal thoughts are, April, that there is no way to make that smooth transition if you haven't also addressed the thought process and the behaviors behind why you are at the weight that you're at. So if you are someone that is unhappy with the way that they look and wants to lose some pounds, Instead of working on yourself mentally, you go ahead and you get these gummies or you get these shakes and you spend all of this money on a completely different diet that when you that what you would eat naturally, you associate your weight loss with the products. You don't associate your weight loss with what you've done. Right. So in trying to make that transition, you now think the only reason you have lost the weight is because you took this product which means you are only going to keep the weight off if you continue to take this product. And that is why the medical industry makes, part of the reason why the medical industry makes over $173 billion a year on selling things like these products and these surgeries and so on and so forth. 
I'm not saying that it won't get you results. I would never say that it's not going to get you results. But to me, the, the results that are worth having are the results that are going to be long-term healthy and sustainable. And when your results are tied completely to a product making you this, this way or having you lose this weight, those are not healthy and sustainable results because I don't want to have to be an addict to anything. You know, I don't want to have to be addicted to X, Y, or Z to feel good about myself. So my best advice is essentially those products should be utilized only to help develop your identity as the version of yourself that you want to be. So if, if you are mentally in a state that says, I really don't see me doing this unless I can see some good, effective, you know, some good results quickly, then yeah, maybe dropping 15 pounds in a week is going to be that push that says, you know what? I am that girl. I can do that thing. I'm feeling really good about myself. But where do you draw the line between I'm that girl and I did that thing myself versus I'm that girl and I did that thing because I took these gummies or I, you know, I had to shake this one day, you know? Yeah. So so the transition is always going to be up here from going, starting your journey to begin with, or from transitioning from starting your journey with XYZ product to now, you know, taking a more natural approach. And my goal is to help someone lose weight for the rest of their lives. You know, we're only going to work together for a couple of months, but I'm teaching you how to fish. I'm not going to catch a fish and charge you, you know, $3,000 for it. <laughs> so. Well, Amber, you are just the business and I have <laughs> taken down some notes, some things that I am definitely going to try the weight, uh, really taking a jump start as to accountability and responsibility for gratitude in the morning, gratitude in the evening, mm-hmm. on my consistency. Um, again, just learning to love myself the way that I am. And again, encourage other people, you know, if you see somebody that's lost some weight, say, Hey, how about instead of saying you lost so much weight, how about just saying you look good? You look good. Right. <laughs> you know, don't associate it with the weight because you know that is a thing. Just girl, you are looking good. Mm-hmm. You no, know, and do that to yourself. Look in the mirror and say, "Girl, you are looking good." <laughs> Thank you so much. Tell my brains how to get in contact with you. I want them to work with you. I want them to be motivated by you and follow you on social media. Yes, definitely, definitely. Well, folks can get in touch with me at amberbencoaching at gmail.com, or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at amber, A-M-B-E-R dot Ben, B-E-H-N. And let's connect. I can't wait to hear from you. Well, you are a winner in every sense of the way. You look fabulous. And I'm so glad I'm going to be watching you. Uh, You will be my motivation for consistency. Thank you so much. Brains, I need you to go and handle some business, okay? Love, like, share, and subscribe. What? Please. Love, like, share, and subscribe to me and Amber, okay? Let us know that the information that we're providing to you is powerful and that it's meaningful. If there's something that, you know, we missed, something you'd like to incorporate, change, or ask, leave comments. Um, because that's the only way that we can get the information and we can provide you what you need. Thank you so much, Amber. You're a rock star. Oh, thank you, April. Appreciate your time. (laughs) Bye, Brains. Have a good day. Watch what you eat.